Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. This is a long truth point, but this is one that if you don't get anything else out of this message, if you walk out of here with zero, I trust and pray you'll walk out with this one thing, because this is the one important thing that I really want you to get. We've been talking about the law here this morning. The law, the law, the law, the law is complex. And the law is is arduous. It is impossible for fallen man to keep. Now Jesus was born under the authority and under the demands of the law. But unlike us, he fulfilled it down to the most minute detail. Point then to be made is when in faith we turn from sin to Christ, we are placed in him. And being placed in him results in his perfection toward the law becoming our perfection toward the law. If you understand what I just said, you'd be standing up right now about to do a little dance going, Woo! Isn't that good? Let me repeat it to you. Because I don't think you understood what I said. Imagine this case being Jesus. And these glasses being us. When by faith... You trust in the work of Jesus, God puts you inside Jesus. And now when God looks at you, though you are still in the flesh, imperfect, he doesn't see that, he sees the perfection of Jesus. So just as Jesus is fulfilling the law and has fulfilled the law, we become fulfillers of the law as well, not by our own actions, but because we are in Jesus. Do you get it? Do you get it? But that's worthy of a dance. That's worthy of a woohoo. That is worthy of worship. Because I don't know if you understand this or not, but there's not a one of you in this room, not one of you, not one of you, not me either, who can fulfill the law. Not one of us. But we have to. And the only way we can is in him. Isn't that great? What a glorious blessing we have in Christ. Well, wow. Do I go on or quit? Jesus' identity Verified by three witnesses. Luke goes on to tell us that while Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were at the the temple, following the instructions of the law, a man they did not know named Simeon approached them. The only thing Luke tells us about Simeon really is this, is that he was righteous and he was devout in the eyes of God and that he was waiting on the consolation of Israel. So what was he waiting for? He was waiting for that word consolation. You're right, Jesus. He was waiting for, the word consolation means comfort. And it has to do with the comfort and encouragement that the Messiah would bring to the individual sinner as well as to the nation of Israel through his salvific work. So yes, he was waiting on Jesus. An additional point that is made by Luke about Simeon is that he was, the spirit of God was upon him. Now, that's, the way that's actually written is important for you to, to, to take note of, so let me explain it. Today, when the Holy Spirit comes to us, he doesn't come upon us, he comes in us, see? And it's a permanent thing. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Even when you really mess up and you act like a real donkey, he's, he's going to stay there with you. He's committed to you, okay? 
That's because of the work of Christ. But back in the day of Simeon and prior, the Holy Spirit was still around. He just didn't come in people. He came upon people. And it was more of a working from the outside in, and it was more of a temporary empowerment or enlightenment for the service of God. And such is the case for Simeon. The Holy Spirit obviously moved upon Simeon on this day. Because in past days, the Holy Spirit had revealed something to Simeon. The Holy Spirit had revealed the Messiah is coming, and Simeon, you won't die until you see the Messiah with your own eyes. So Simeon had been waiting. He was waiting for the consolation. He was waiting for Jesus. He didn't know he was waiting for Jesus. He was just waiting for the Messiah. And on this particular day, it would seem to me that the Holy Spirit moved upon Simeon. And for whatever reason, Simeon got the impression something's going on down at the temple. I need to get down there. So he goes down. And Simeon had no way to understand it. But the Spirit knew. And so he goes down. And when he encountered Joseph, Mary, and Jesus... In the same way that the Spirit bore witness to Elizabeth through baby John. Remember that? Remember? John leaped in the womb. (laughs) He recognized that the Messiah was there. Uh, In the same way, when, 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 when Simeon encountered Mary and Joseph and Jesus, there was a witness born inside of him, one that I can't fully explain to you. It's a supernatural, spiritual thing. And he recognized that that was, in fact, the Messiah. The Spirit bore witness. And Luke tells us that Simeon took Jesus in his arms and he began to prophesy. Here's what he prophesied. First of all, he prophesied thanksgiving in that he had now seen the Messiah And thank you, Lord, I can now leave this earth in peace. Now, that sounds strange to a lot of people, to say that someone said, I can now leave this world in peace, I'm ready to move on. Because a lot of us just don't get it. We think this is all there is. So we cling and claw to this life as though it's all there is. Now, I'm not old enough, really, to have experienced this, but I have experienced it, where I've come to understand and realize that there's a lot more better waiting on the other side of the fence than there is on this side of the fence, and I wouldn't be so opposed to going on over there and experiencing it. Now, I'm not really quite ready to lay down my life and die just yet, but I can understand how a person could get there and long to leave this world for what God has prepared for us. And he's happy because he's older and he's seen enough and he's had enough. Enough of the gossip, enough of the lying, enough of the backstabbing, enough of the war, enough of this, enough of that, enough of the hypocrisy. He's ready to move on into something beautiful. And now he can because the promise has just been fulfilled. But he goes on. He prophesies that the Messiah is for all people. The Holy Spirit is revealing through Simeon's words that the Messiah didn't come just for the Jews. And he didn't come just for the righteous. And he didn't come just for the wealthy. And he didn't come just for the white or the black or the brown or whatever other color that is out there. He came for everyone. He came for the the peoples of the world. That God's desire is to call to himself a people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. Most astonishing to any Jew within earshot Simeon prophesies that the Messiah has come to be a light and a revelation to the Gentiles. That was unheard of. 
But he said it. He's come for them too. And by the way, he hasn't forgotten you, his people, because he will bring the glory of God to you as well. And so Mary and Joseph stand there in amazement. Yes, they, they have heard the angel and they have heard the shepherds when they came on the night of his birth. But what we find here is God's testimony continuing over and over again. Why do you think God found it necessary to keep giving them the testimony of who Jesus is? Because we so quickly forget, don't we? Even when it's supernatural, it happens so fast and it's so weird and we're so wiped out by it. Now, two days later, we're asking ourselves, did that really happen? Simeon goes on with a personal message to, G- to Mary about Jesus' extraordinary life. He tells her that her son has been appointed by God for the fall and rise of many in Israel. What does that mean? Think about that for a minute. This is good. This is really good. Think about that for a minute. He's been appointed by God. The child you're holding, Mary, or the child I'm holding that's yours, he's been appointed by God for the rise and the fall of many in Israel. Let me tell you what it means. That among men, Jesus would ultimately be a divider, not a uniter. Read the Gospels. What does Jesus do? He draws a line in the sand and he says, you stand there or you stand with me. You either stand there in the confidence of your own righteousness And you find a way to please God. You can't, but if that's your choice, you do that. And then you'll suffer the consequences of it. Or you come across the line and you let my righteousness and my goodness and my uh, uh, mercy cover you. It was a dividing of people. Lest you think I'm just making that up. Look at Luke chapter 12 verse 51. These are the words of Jesus. Do not think that I have come to give peace on earth. No, I tell you, but rather division. The division comes when Jesus calls us to follow him. Those who do automatically become divided against those who don't. It just happens. A new heart is born. A new way of thinking takes place. A new way of living. And it brings about a division. Simeon goes on to say Jesus would be a sign that is opposed. He was He was opposed by the very people he came to save. Simeon goes on to tell Mary that not only will Jesus feel the sting of rejection's pain, but that she would go through it as well. And a sword will pierce through your own soul. Mary would be there watching as throughout his life, even his own siblings rejected him. And the religious leaders rejected him. And the non-religious Jews rejected him. Not all of them, but many of them. And the Romans rejected him. And when he was arrested, when he was falsely accused, when he was beaten and crucified as a common criminal, she would be there and she would see it and experience it. Let me tell you, being the mother of the Messiah was a blessing, but it also brought pain as she watched her precious child serve the world in such a unique and indescribable way. I said there were three witnesses. Let me just give them to you quickly. I don't have any, I'm out of time. Mary and Joseph were witnesses. I mean, all you got to do is just look 
at how they followed the instructions that were given to them, how in faith they did over and over again what was given to them. That was a testimony that they believed he is who he has been identified to be. Simeon bore testimony of Jesus through his worship and through his prophecy brought forth by the Holy Spirit. And then there's Anna, a woman who dedicated her life once her husband died to the tireless and continual service of God. She rejoiced also with worship and prophecy about his being the salvation of Jerusalem. We bring it to a close. Number one, Jesus became one of us so that he could represent us by taking God's judgment for sin, by dying in our place, by rising with eternal life for all who will trust in him. This means that Jesus was born under the law, the law requiring him to meet every point so that he could be the spotless lamb and take away the sin of the world. And his identity continues to be attested to by these witnesses, Joseph, Mary, Simeon, and Anna, each who identified him in their own unique way as the Messiah. I ask you two questions. Has that testimony that Jesus is the Messiah Has that testimony been born out in your own heart? This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.